Oh, Why would you ever go off and leave. crazy like your wife has to, has to leave the upstairs Why? when we're on the podcast. Why? I don't know why. Oh, I like how we just saw her scream why from the background, too. Oh, you heard that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. This microphone you sent me a few years back, it's a pretty good microphone. It works okay. Yeah, I think. No, I think the whole setup is kind of pricey, you know. I was surprised, Nate. I well, mean, that was back in the day. You were scraping. I had no, not I had no idea what I was doing now, but I mean, you know, the bottom of the barrel, you were living in it. I didn't know I was that poor. <laughs> well, didn't have a job, unemployed. I mean, of course, you're luckily for you, Alicia has a nice job. So she does. <laughs> This is news to me. <laughs> Alicia listens to the podcast, so she'll probably chuckle at that. Oh, she oh, she does? Oh, good. Yeah, she does. I think well, she, I guilt, yeah. When she doesn't listen, I guilt trip her. I'm like, oh, okay, so you don't listen to the podcast, huh? All right, that's fine. And then she'll yeah, I guilt trip her so much that she eventually just starts listening. <laughs> guilt probably work, from her perspective. Guilt works. It yeah. works for everything, really. You put from enough her perspective. on somebody, they're going to change. For her perspective, I mean, it's probably worth listening just so you don't have to it's either listen to me talk about nothing or it's, you know, listen to me whine about her not listening to nothing. Okay. Well, my question before we went live was to Sam anyhow, because I, I followed a little bit of the tournament he was just in. And well, for anybody who's listening on podcast form. There's some pretty good players. And I mean, Fedor, what happened to him? He didn't win. So yeah, somebody else. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Well, for people uh, listening in audio form. Uh, we got Sam Henderson here who played in the Bob Stocks Memorial last week, our newest member of the Cue It Up podcast. So, Sam, you were out there. Tell us how it went. Uh, uh, it started off, there was, uh, there was 60 players at the at the Memorial Tournament. It was, um, uh, by the way, people, it was, in, um, it was in Sterling, Virginia, by the way. Didn't know if we mentioned that yet. But, um, yeah, there were 60 players in the tournament. It started off. Um, I first round I had to play him. Yeah. I was I was a little I was a little like nervous playing that playing that match because yeah. first I match of the tournament. Every yeah yeah it's always nervous playing somebody that's around your age I think just because yeah. you, you usually you want to beat them but um, <laughs> uh, well, that's thirty like, years from now that's who you're gonna have to beat <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, what you got by that match? Yeah, you did. No, you get by that match. I did get by that match. I think, right? Yeah, I won seven to three, and then I had to play. play Tommy Talkoff or something like that. I think his last name. And I, I was, I was up four to one. I broke and ran three of the first five racks, and and then. I just I missed a ball, and I ca- I missed another ball. <laughs> going back, it's five three now, and then all of a sudden it was five five. Then I was up six five. I was oh. running out, made the seven ball. I was I was I was completely out to yeah. run out for the win, and I the cue ball goes off the eight ball and scratches, and oh no, and then it's six six. He breaks and runs. So your position on the eight ball. Was a little bit off the mark, or did you want to run into it? 
I was tr- I was trying to just barely miss it. It's because oh, I had a I had a little I had a little window that I had to hit between the eight ball and the side pocket. And okay. then and it was, it was about that big of a window. Man, and I and I skimmed barely skimmed the yeah. eight ball and it goes right <laughs> into the side. Oh yeah. If I would have hit the eight ball just a little bit more full, I'd have been I'd have been fine. And see, I see that's a good reason one. why why to take up three cushion billiards. Because there isn't you can't any scratch in the sky. There's no pockets in the tables, so you never scratch. Yeah, and those kinds of scratches in pocket pool. I mean, really, even if you're playing like short rail, long rail, short rail position on a ball, and you got to hit the long rail, and guess what? It hits that one of the corners of the side right on the edges, and it goes, of course, someplace crazy. And and I think to yeah. myself, yeah. why is that pocket there? I hit a perfect <laughs> shot, except yeah. that pocket got in the way. No, that that's too bad. And then, of course, the snowball, when you miss that first shot, that's when the snowball changed. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're going uphill, pushing the snowball now. And yeah. Snowball seems to be on the, your opponent's side rolling down the hill. And it, it pool is weird this way. I, I've never quite understood it. I've seen it in other sports also where that can change. They call it what momentum they call it. The the momentum of the positivity of the game changes and goes from one player to the next. I've experienced it. So I know it's real. It's not like, well, while you're experiencing it, do you ever think, guess what just happened? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the momentum just changed. And now it's with me. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah, that happens. All of a sudden, the rolls, the, the kind of when you make a mistake, it doesn't end up so bad. Mm-hmm. Rather than you just totally sell out. Yeah. Yeah, the momentum in that match definitely changed when I was up. I was up two to zero, and then I was he he. I think he tried to play a safety and left me a shot, and I had to I had to reach really far, and instead of getting the bridge out. I just tried to use my extension and I still couldn't reach it, but I, I don't like using the bridge. So I tried to reach extra long and I, and I missed it Yeah, and he had a dead out. So he, he ran that rack out. And I believe that that's, that's where the momentum changed. What, what was his uh, Fargo number com- in comparison to your number? He was a, uh, he was a seven thirty, So he's 30 points higher than me. I'm oh, a seven. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's a third of a hundred. Yeah. You know, if you think of, the different separations in the Fargo from 500 to 600, you're 530. I mean, there's that's a third. Uh, so this fella, you know, had a third more, but that's, I, my personal feeling about the Fargo, when you're over like anywhere over 660, 650, 67, anywhere over that, the only reason you're not higher is because you're doing something else in your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're not spending the time you need to get to that other number. But you certainly have the potential, and that player can play like that. Who was the uh, – he made the final 30 – was number 530-something? 535? Wasn't there a player that made that final 32? Um, I'm not sure. I know, I know there was a 680 Fargo that got into the final 16, and then he actually oh, okay. got into the final eight. He actually yeah, made it to the, yeah, Thomas Thomas was playing super strong. Yeah. Uh, 
he he actually he got to play that Tommy talk off the next round yeah. and was down one to zero in that match, race to seven, down one zero, won the second game, and then broke and ran six in a row. Oh. Well, you yeah. beat Jeremy Solsi, Christina to catch, and Tommy uh Tommy Takoff. Uh he was playing really strong. A combined twenty one to ten. That's pretty strong. Oh, and then yeah. he and then yeah. he beat yeah. Tommy Takoff again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean that's I don't even know who, who I don't, I'm not even sure who it is. Nate, do you remember yeah, yeah. when when I played him at the US Open? Oh, is that who you played? That that's yeah, that's Thomas. Oh, okay, cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty impressive. He he played good. Yeah, he played yeah. pretty strong. So See, uh, that's a, that's a seven thirty. Mm-hmm. If you look at this Fargo stuff, playing like an eight thirty. That's just and and when you're seven thirty, I think that is possible for sure. Yeah, I mean, so that that knocked you over to the B side. Uh, you won a couple more matches, and then. What lost to Hunter Lombardo to get into the final sixteen? Hunter. Yeah. So, um, I guess you beat uh, Steve Fleming seven to one, Brandon Sluzalis, uh seven to four, and then lost to Hunter Lombardo seven to five. What's your takeaways from the event? What do you think of the event? I thought it was a great event. I really did. I thought uh, I thought it was ran pretty well. I know there was teen. I'm not sure what happened with that. Is that the hotel sleeping? <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. But uh, go over go over what you heard or kind of what you're what you're referring to because we're gonna talk about that. I guess because about know, the final sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so um, apparently the night like right after my match got over, they. They drew up the bracket, and people saw who they were playing, and they, and the players woke up, and, and they were playing different for the final sixteen. I'm not sure, but I know a lot of players were pretty upset about about the the redraw because some players believed that they were just uh, redrawing the tournament to to favor higher players. I don't think that's the case, but I'm not sure. Did they have a reason? Well, according to uh, so according to Isaac Wooten, who is the owner of Digital Pool, uh, that was a glitch basically in his in his software for the the tournaments how they were ran. Um, a, a point, apparently uh, the the tournament if if it's not seated or something like that, it goes into the final bracket, um, and then it's supposed to do the redraw before it actually goes public or something like that. Uh, he made a big long post about it. Um, but, but essentially what it looks like is they did the drawing and then redrew it again later on. So, I mean, that, and that has absolutely happened in this game before. I mean, we've all, we all know, I I can name a certain tournament director in Wisconsin that, uh, is very accused of that, uh, a very large amount of times. And I've seen it where it happened pretty suspiciously as well from this venue. So. It happens all the time, and unfortunately, it's a terrible look every time it happens. And right, I don't know. well, the conspiracy theorist in us takes over for, and we want to think the worst. Yeah, of course. A lot of times, I'm that's just kind of a natural human uh, flaw, I think. Yeah. <laughs> really, in this case, I'm going to go with what Isaac Wooten said. Uh, 
having created the software. And of course, if it is a bug uh, that he found out about or already knew about, I trust that it'll get squared away and it's not going to be an issue going forward. Isaac's usually really, really good about cleaning these things up as soon as he can. So I would assume that this is, I would hope that this is the last time we're going to hear about something like this. Although. Oh, I don't think it will be. I think it'll happen again. Well, at least for innocent, at least for innocent reasons, this hopefully will be the last oh, time. Yeah, no, I see. Yeah. And look at the motives for things. Sometimes yeah. there just isn't any, it just happens. Yeah. But that's a, uh, that was a good, so you think overall, uh, Sam, this was a positive experience for you in your pool playing career. Besides the drive. Yes. This last event. Okay. He froze up. Uh, one of the main reasons it was. Can you guys still hear me? Yell in the other room. Yell in the other room and tell Nate to stop watching Netflix. He's at work. Your internet. Your internet sucks. Hold on. <laughs> it's all good. Go ahead. Are we good now? Sure. Sounds fine. So good. We're good. Okay. Okay. We're good. Uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, your, your overall experience from playing this this last event, you've come out feeling fairly positive about it, and you you feel it ha has you feel it's helped your your progression in the game. Wow, we've had a we've had a tough COVID here the last few weeks, and it's just. I think we're lost again. Uh, we can hear you now, at least. Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. Pixel by pixel. Sam, go ahead. <laughs> okay, okay. So, yeah, it was definitely it was a great experience because I don't like playing in front of people. There's a lot of people watching. I think for the most part I got over that in this tournament because I, I, played, I played okay. You know, I, I definitely made – made some uncharacteristic mistakes that I want to work on and, and just just get better from that. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, to, to help with that too, you can uh, think for a second that you are Keith McCready. And because here was a, a pool player actually liked when a lot of people were watching him. <laughs> yeah. And, and he, he kind of dug down into that uh, personality trait and use that and you don't need to hang with it of course yeah. while you're playing because yeah. you want to focus but i mean it's it's something to go to to ease yeah. that uh, that burden of oh look at look at there's all kinds of folks watching uh you know you grab a little bit of really who you are and that's a pool player and you go hey no i'm a pool player here. i'm just gonna play and uh then all of a sudden you forget about all that other stuff that's going on It's something that you got to learn how to do. Yes, it's a, a reality. I mean, and, and the bigger stage you play on, the the if your aspirations are to be on the Moscone Cup, take a look. It's not just a few people in the room looking at you. It's mm -hmm. a million out there watching yeah. you uh, live. Yeah, it's definitely – that's, that's one of the things. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. 
that yeah, that's one of my main goals. Tony Cup, and that's one of the things I'm going to have to work on is getting used to people watching me play. Yeah, I, and you know, I think you're going to grow into an understanding of that, and it ain't going to take you too many more tournaments like this last one to get there. Uh, you're not going to have to wait a couple of years to get there. You're, you're going to get there quicker than that. And and your talent's going to get you there. That's, that's what's going to happen. I I think that there's some natural progressions that have to happen as a player. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, playing the finals in front of people, um, I think that's a lot harder than we give it credit for. However, I think that's kind of been helped a little bit um, with all of these 550 and under tournaments, 400 and under tournaments, there are a lot of events that you're another player in the field and you're live to win just about any event that you play in when you're in, you know, playing in those events. All it takes is you know, one hot day. But learning how to play in the finals where you know, everybody from the tournament is watching you, uh, learning to play on stream, uh, I think is another thing that you, know, you kind of got to learn how to do. Uh, you know, of course, there's always learning how to play in the morning or learning how to play at night. And then I think the next or the, the next and the last kind of progressions are learning how to play in front of, you know, an arena with a ton of people around and then learning how to play on a stream that, you know, thousands of people are watching like a like a matchroom sponsored event, you know. So um, you still haven't played on any of those types of streams, right, Sam? Oh, this is really bad. Yeah, he just froze up again here. Yeah, yeah, that's this is this is honestly this is like almost silly the last few weeks with the problems that we've had from people showing up and then the streams it's it's not good. Um clearly we're going to have to figure out something on our end cuz this is this isn't going to work. Yeah. Uh Sam, you back? Yeah. Yeah, Hello. we saw that. But we can't hear okay, you. Okay, well. I don't know. Let's uh, let's give it a second. Well, uh, well, this is a perfect time for an ad break for our sponsors that continue to stick with us, even though we absolutely suck at everything that we do, huh, Rob? Is Sam, is Sam on his And we're back. 
Uh, so that was fun. We finally have Sam back, I believe. Rob decided that he wanted to take that as an opportunity to just leave. Uh, so I don't even know where Rob is at this point. Uh, but I do want to give a congratulations to Jacoby Custom Cues because they have now, uh, for 15 years in a row, uh, been either the uh, queue of the year. And at the end there, you saw the uh, the queue of the year um, entry. This last year, they won it again. So this 15 straight years now, they have either won or taken second place in the queue of the year. So I guess we have Rob back now. He decided he just wanted to leave. Uh, but he's back. No, yeah, so. What was going on? Yeah. So congratulations to Jacoby Custom Cues. They won the Q of the Year again with yes. uh, their their new Q, uh, which I guess next week we will have an ad for that probably. So that'll be fun. And Sam's internet sucks again. Apparently he needs to get those uh, hamsters running a little bit faster so we can get some internet going on around here. <laughs> but uh, I guess we've been talking about this uh, Bob Stocks Memorial Tournament for a while now, and we still haven't uh, – said who the winner was so congratulations to uh bj ushery gets first place over lucas for casa verner which is pretty incredible that's uh yes i i, I, I think you could... I think he is one of raymond's friends i believe uh lucas for casa verner no oh, he's, he's from bj uh he's from like south Carolina, either south carolina or north carolina one of the two yeah sam are you back can you hear us now I can hear you. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Apparently, I'm not letting you talk, even though you haven't been able to talk for like the last hour. Or so clearly, that guy has no idea what he's talking about when he's yeah. saying that. That's good. Uh, so your voice is a little behind your your actions. It's not in. Yeah. Not is it, is like it the voice action? Yeah. It's just. It's just. It's just a connection issue. It'll be. It'll be okay until it's not. I guess. Uh, did you end up getting to watch any of BJ or uh, Lucas while you were there, Sam? Like, up 10-10, and then he took a 12-10 lead. Yeah, this isn't going to work. Uh, Sam, you're going to have to leave and join back in. Try it one more time. And if not, I guess we're just going to have to probably kick you out for the show. Uh, we're just not yeah, able to hear you. Vader uh, lost a couple. Sure. First and second yeah. place finishers. It, that's the way pool tournaments are, aren't, aren't they? You get the you get the same people beating. The ones who win eventually beat the ones who should have won and didn't. Yeah, or, yeah, certainly or, or could have won and didn't. Yeah, I mean it's uh, BJ Usher. I mean he wants some he wants some huge matches. Uh, of course he's he's one of those players that kind of gets a, a lot of controversy attached to his name because I think yeah. he still actually does quite a few amateur things. Oh, Usually over about the last two years, he he's been in the last top ten of a lot of tournaments he's played in. Well, he plays he plays incredibly strong, but he, he's mostly a bar table player, um, and I think he. I, I think he still works full time too, but um, he he travels by car to all these oh, events. Oh, okay, so sure. If if at the end of the day, it's like um, he he plays a lot of smaller bar table events, but he still can well, play at a really really player. really high level. But he, yeah, he's not. But he plays a lot of amateur. Like 
to my understanding, he was actually playing some APA events in the last like couple of years, like at the national like um, Vegas tournament. And I, if I remember right, I think he's really? got some controversy for uh, for playing in those style of events. Yeah. So you don't I mean, even have to call a shot in those, right? I don't know. I don't I mean, play swap in the APA. Counts. You just make a ball anywhere it counts. I I don't know. I don't know the <laughs> APA rules to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, Fedor Gorse gets third, fourth with uh, uh, Shane Wolford. So good for Shane Wolford. Uh, I remember last year we were talking Tyler, about. How did Tyler do? He got in the final 32, right? Tyler? Or was he Tyler six? Got fifth. Tyler got fifth through eighth. Uh, oh, I know fifth, last year. Yeah, okay. I know last week, last year we were kind of talking about Shane Wolford and whether or not he was going to be ready for the Moscone Cup. And at the time, I believe he only had maybe like a 720 Fargo or something like that. And that's kind of why we were saying he wasn't quite ready for it. Well, in a year, he's gone from 720 all the way up to 760. And now he's starting to get into top, you know, top three, top four uh, at events. And yeah, I'm telling you what, um, maybe he's still not ready this year. Maybe he is. I'm not totally sure. It's got a long time before we get to the Moscone Cup, but yeah. he's definitely getting himself into that category of being able to, to contend with some of the best players out there. Yeah, I mean, working his up, way up. Yeah, he ends up losing, obviously, to BJ Ushery, uh, but he lost to him Hill Hill, you know, 11 to 10. Yeah. He beats uh, Tyler Steyer, and he beats – actually, I'm not even sure who that is. Well, I Oral think Rossman that, Chai. I think that's a that's that's why in most – all sports, you, you, you see these crescendos of people's careers as they're getting better and better, and then – They'll just like outperform everybody around them for a couple of years, and and if they're lucky, maybe a, a dozen years. But uh, most of them, one or two or three years, uh, and then for pool, what happens? I think is your life gets in the way of the game, and that happens to almost everyone uh, in pool, and that's and that's kind of good for pool because then we get new uh, new blood in the game. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm looking at Shane Wolford's uh, path to to that third place finish now, and he beat a lot of perennial kind of bubble type of Moscone type players. Uh, he beat Donnie Mills seven four. He beat Sean Wilkie seven five, and those are two players that yeah they'll usually get a little pittering, pattering you know here and there about like you know can these players potentially get oh, yeah. To the point where you know maybe maybe they want beat to beat anybody uh, at any time. Make a, yeah, make a push towards the Moscone Cup USA team, and then once he got to the final sixteen, he beat Tyler Steyer, uh, nine to seven. So you want to talk about three players that are right. perennial yeah. Moscone Cup style players? They're all upper seven hundred Fargos, and and uh, you know, yep. so um, there's a I guess bunch the of players in that category right now in the USA that I think fall into that area of play, you know, the 750 to 800s right in there. There's just, there's a bunch. And sure. some some of them are going to have a breakthrough, I think, pretty pretty darn quick. Well, I think the good part about it is not only are there a bunch of them, there's a lot of them that are actually playing and touring full-time. Because if yeah. we, I mean, we've always had a bunch, right? I mean, even going back 10 years ago when we were getting our faces kicked in the Moscone Cup, we had a ton of them that were in there. They just weren't always active players, you know, Give or take, at, at that point in time, you know, Johnny may have been, may or may not have been playing full time. Earl may or may not have been playing full time. Rodney, How did Oscar end up in this one? Oscar made the finals and then lost in the first round of the final sixteen to Donnie Mills nine to three. 
Okay. And even, you know, there's another player about 10 years ago where Oscar may or may not have been playing full-time. Dennis Hatch may or may not have been playing full-time. This is a winter break format. So you're going to see some great players, all of you know, winning by six or seven games. They're just going to – he probably ran five or so in that in that match. Donnie did. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I didn't watch any of that one, but, um, I mean, he seemed – he made. I saw his post on Facebook – uh, and he seemed like he was pretty happy with how he had played. Uh, and he kind of made the, a uh, post that said, uh, you know, next I got to play the Russian robot, I think is what he called it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which he had to play Fedor next. So. Yeah, right, of course, yes. But we I think, all uh, have nicknames along the yeah. way. <laughs> I think the, uh, the one thing that I really, really would like to highlight and talk about a little bit more, because I don't think that he gets a lot of shine. And I think it's just because he's, like, really young still. Um, He's really young, but he's he's really playing at a high level. As Lucas for Casa Werner, um, I think I I'm gonna get this wrong, but I think he's from Connecticut, uh, maybe 21, 22 years old, and all he does is play pool. And he's, I mean, he's in the box all the time. He's playing against. I, I saw a match that he, he was playing a, a big match at Super Billiards Expo at like two in the morning, and he's he's kind of got that uh, that. I guess that typical American, I don't want to say this in a bad way, but the typical American gambler, um, you know, he, he's kind of like a Chip Compton or, a, you know, a Joey Gray type of player where they're, they're constantly in action. They're constantly, you know, that's kind of where they build themselves from. But he seems to be in a, a ton of tournaments and he, he's playing them all the time. I mean, he, he just won the tournament last weekend. Uh, he won the, I believe he won the Pro-Am at the Super Billiards Expo. He beat Greg Hogan in the finals there. Uh, and now he's, you know, he's, he's, getting second place in this with a, you know, a world quality field. He is absolutely just killing it. And of course we have the Maldives. Yes, you're right. There's a Maldives event, but uh, that's still going on. So, um, or the, well, the uh, snooker world snooker. Well, we can, we're, yeah, we'll, we'll give that a, we'll give that a chat too. Uh, there's good. a massive event going on in the Philippines right now, basically the Philippine open. That's uh, another massive event, but we'll, we'll end up talking about those probably next week. Um, the big event in Spain also happened. Got to give a shout out to Wojtek Shevchek for uh, snapping off that uh, that big event in Spain. Wojtek, congratulations! Yeah, won a big event over there. Uh, I don't know you. You kind of you kind of uh, talked about there. You want to chat a little bit about that orange, the uh, orange Cheeto dust that was that kind of took the the pool world by storm for a second. What'd you think of that? Oh, are you talking to Sam? He's not here. Sam's not here. So no. I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh. Explain it to me. So I know you what you're talking it? about. Did you not see it? I did you not had see it. Oh, the, there was a the the big uh snooker event. Um a couple of protesters ran in and jumped on the or one of them jumped out up on the table, pulled out an orange baggie of uh uh like really fine dust and just threw it up and covered the entire table. And somebody, uh, a woman tried to jump on the other table and she was actually pulled off by the snooker referee and uh, stopped from doing the same thing. They were, they have like a kind of a, a two table system where they have like a big divider in between them. Oh, uh, and yeah, they got up and they had to stop play for the night. Um, they basically stopped play and then picked it up the next morning. Uh, the ref pulled off one of the girls before she got up there and did it. The guy was not stopped and he was up there for maybe threw the chalk up there and maybe sat there for 10 seconds before they pulled them off. Something like that. It wasn't crazy, but how did you not see this? Do you not, on, are you not on Facebook at all? Uh, 
in the last few days no i no, i haven't been oh this was this was the last week i think no I and and slap me but i i should watch more snooker than i do uh well yeah probably it's uh i don't know here we'll we'll do it this way hey, one of the well, players I, I i read it someplace had 147 i know well that happens a decent amount i think yeah occasionally here well here here's the here's the video of uh thank you florian kohler for uh posting this this was the girl that was caught she was going to jump up on there with uh, her orange dust and she was pulled off So this is the one table. Uh, we'll get the other one. Here's the, eh, it actually made it onto Sky Sports apparently. So we'll. Uh, we'll watch it here. Maybe. Oh, yeah, here it is. Well, they're not going to show the entire thing apparently, but here's the here's the aftermath of it. He's wearing a shirt that says "Just Stop Oil." So this is the uh, the outcome of it. How did you not see this, Rob? Don't you do any research? No, I do very little. <laughs> That's part uh, of your. Uh... This show has always been kind of off the cuff. We don't have a, a little bit. Yeah. We don't have an agenda in front of us for this podcast. We never have. Well, you don't. You don't because I make sure that you don't have to because I do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we have one. <laughs> you just don't have one. Right. So, no, I, right. I guess so. I fly blind every week. Pretty much. Uh, <clears throat> so, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess that's the question, right? Uh, Snooker asks is what does oil have to do with Snooker? I mean, I, 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 I think that that's pretty much the generic response. I don't have a problem with it. I, I think it's worst case scenario is uh, they stop play the next day. Um, it doesn't seem like it happened at a super pivotal time in the matches. I don't think it affected match play. Um, you know, uh, I guess I don't even, maybe, uh, maybe somebody out there would actually know this. I know the one match that it happened on the orange dust happened on, they stopped play. I'm pretty sure they stopped playing both tables until the next day, but I might be wrong on that part of it. They may have continued playing. Um, Allen may have finished out his match. Uh, I mean, obviously, if it's making it onto, if it's making it onto like a national media stuff like that, I think it's kind of a good look for snooker uh, in Q Sports in general. I mean, worst case scenario is it gets a nice little uh, day in its shade, and you know the protesters get whatever they were hoping for, and that's that's whatever. But I mean, at the end of the day, any light that's being shed on snooker, I think it's got to be a good thing, right? I, saw I, I don't think a... this certainly isn't a negative. I wouldn't think. I saw a pool table in part of an ad for a vitamin supplement on national TV last night. And, you know, those are kind of the things now I'm starting to see. It was just a young lady making a ball in the corner. And because she takes the right vitamins, she can do that was the point. of the. But uh, the fact that we're seeing that uh, more and more and more now, we're seeing ads with pool tables in them and, People enjoying the game sheds a much more positive light on the game in general. Did Sam finally figure it out? He's in a different room, it looks like. I am in a different room. Oh, yeah. Now your voice is – now it's steady now. Well, it seems to be better. Did you get those 
did you go buy a couple more hamsters to get that internet working better? <laughs> no, I just I just moved next to the to the uh, whatever it's called, this router or whatever. Oh, <laughs> fantastic! Sure. Well, it seems to help. Well, Rob has no idea that this ever even happened, so I guess I'll just have a conversation with you. Uh, what do you think of the uh, the orange dust phenomenon? Um, I thought I thought that it should have never happened. Honestly, like I didn't I didn't get the point of it. I didn't understand like, like what, what they were going to get out of it. You know, I mean, it, the shirt said what, just stop oil. What does that have to do with snooker? I mean, I, I don't understand. Honestly. That, it, that, that wasn't his mission. <laughs> to, well, of course, it the was idea just is, the stage. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, you'll, you'll have, um, if there's one thing that uh, media or I shouldn't say media, like big sports gets, really really well uh is they know how to handle these types of situations right right uh when you have a streaker that goes on a football field or a soccer field well that's what i was going to compare it to a streaker the first thing that happens just the very very first thing that happens is they pull the cameras from everywhere you know you're no longer looking at the field you're not you're no longer looking unless it's a cat or a squirrel on the field they instantly pull it right because at the end of the day they're not trying to give their platform to whatever's going on whether it's streaking, whether it's, you know, some sort of political statement, whether it's uh, some, you know, whatever it is, um, if it could potentially be bad publicity, they pull it immediately. Clearly, mm. clearly snooker is not like that. They haven't had the training to, to pull you off right away. Cause at the end of the day, uh, if this was, let's say a football match, whether it's American or uh, English football, uh, that would have been done. I mean, they, once they saw they jumped down there, they would have pulled the cameras immediately. They would have went to something else, and they wouldn't have shown that. Yeah, The person wouldn't have got his day in the shade. So I'm sure that there was some sort of debate with this person, these two people, where they're like, what's the biggest event we can get? You know, a protest, our eyes on our protest, uh, while still um, making some impact, while you know not just doing it to the void, right? And Snooker in the UK, it's got enough following that uh, they, I guess they'd and, and slow enough security as well as, you know, the, the camera people that aren't trained to go away right away. They thought that this was a big enough one to justify it. And at the end of the day, clearly it worked because uh, one of the person, one of the people got up there, they got their little message across, whatever they wanted it to be. And I don't see it's a bad thing for, I mean, sure. They had to refelt the table, but I'm telling you what, like they got eyeballs on this, they, that this event would have been seen by, let's say a hundred people. Let's just say, let's make up numbers. This would have been organically seen by 100 people. Well, now it's probably going to be seen by 100,000 people. You know, they probably 100 times their viewership. And they're not watching the entire event, but they know the event's going on. And maybe once they know the event's going on, maybe they're going to be watching the finals or maybe they're going to watch the next match or you know, whatever it is. That's All publicity is good publicity when it's something like this. It's kind of a win-win across yeah, the board. It was kind of good for Snooker, yeah. Yeah, I think what happens a lot of times with these uh, crazies that do stuff like this is that the reaction they get from the majority of people out there is not the one they want, not for the reasons they're trying to do this antic that they're doing. It's just the opposite. People look at them and, and then just disregard the reason they're doing it for totally because of the way they they did it. Or where they did it. Yeah. Well, the fact that we're—I mean, the fact that we're talking about it right now kind of doesn't that kind of discredit what you're saying, Rob? The uh, fact that we're talking I, about I, it at I all. Just, you know, 
by and large, that that's what I think. This is really that big a deal to the majority of people that this crazy. I, yeah. did this Oh, I definitely agree time. with that. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying. I, I look at it as kind of a in, pretty big, in the end, pretty big uh, boost. I, it'd be interesting to be in those, uh, you know, in the rooms with Matchroom afterwards, just to see what their viewership looked like before and after. Now, if he would have disappeared from the table in that dust, that cloud, that would have been pretty cool. Then I would have said something different to this had a different response. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. He was a magician and he just disappeared on that pool table. Wow. But left the shirt because he's got to he's got to leave the message. So well, sure I, there you go. Yeah, you the shirt's got to stay. Right? You want the message <laughs> out there? <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's that's just my thoughts on it. I guess. Uh, yeah, people pick the craziest times and places to voice their opinion and messages. That's all. Well, where, this was I mean, wherever wrong. wherever they think it's going to get across, right? Maybe uh, I don't know. Who knows what they're thinking? They're nuts. So it's hard to imagine what a crazy person is thinking, really. That's why I try not to look too deep into uh, what you say, Rob. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, I, you know, I've taken the tests for my mind. And it just scared a couple of people giving me the test. So they stopped. Yeah, that seems that seems probably right. That I, I I'm not going to lie. With what Ed said there, I honestly thought that there was going to be like some sort of really freaking crazy person uh, protesting that they want the orange five ball back. But when I first oh. saw it, I'm like, oh my God, people are psych this psycho about the orange five. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't dwell on it, but I certainly have thought about it on occasion. Running down onto a table and throwing up a cloud no, of orange dust. Not that. No, the five <laughs> ball being orange. <laughs> well, Rob, there's going to be an opening at the did U.S. Like Open. The pink ball, never. I, I the six man. pink ball, even in snooker, I never liked it. How funny would it be now if Rob, you just went to the U.S. Open and wore a big shirt that said "Just Stop Purple Five, and you throw up a cloud of orange dust? No, that wouldn't. I'll happen. pay. I'll pay to bail you out. I think Joey I, would buy one of those shirts. I might. I don't. I don't. Uh, shirts have got to say something about good, something good about pool or good about old guys, you know. Otherwise, I don't wear a shirt like that. Well, who knows? I don't know. Uh, I guess is there anything else what you is, guys want to talk is, about? What does Nate's shirt say today? Oh, yeah, here we go. I'll give uh Darren a little uh, a little love. This is Dynamite Billiards. I got this at the Super Billiards Expo. It's uh, Darren okay. Appleton's line of clothing. Sam, oh. what's your shirt say? Oh, I'm wearing the the onboard U.S. Open shirt. Ah, the U.S. Open jacket. Nice. I like it. Yeah. These are like the most comfortable hoodies I think I've ever worn. Shout out to Darren for getting some really awesome hoodies. And I think you can get them for yourself at DynamiteBilliards.com. Does that sound right? Okay. I'm gonna try to find out. Shout out to some other uh, uh, vendor. We like that. Well, it's Darren Appleton, and I love Darren Appleton. Oh yeah, there you go. It's Darren Appleton, of course. Yeah. So we're, we're we'll always. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is dynamitebilliards.com. You can go get yourself one of these hoodies. We love Darren. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. I don't have anything else to talk about unless you guys have anything you want to talk about. 
when I was gone, did you guys to did you guys continue talking about the Bob Stocks Memorial Tournament? No, no, we went to this this yellow powder stuff, whatever orange powder stuff. Okay. It was well, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but when they were like ten ten in the finals, the there was a, a three year old that pulled the fire alarm. Oh, and it caused like a 10, 15 minute delay in their match. And it was just, it was just a crazy situation. Very dramatic. I don't know if you guys continue talking about that or not. I wanted to bring that up. That's pretty fun. Yeah. So what, what ended up happening out of that? Uh, well, uh, BJ, he still had the momentum and he just carried on with it and took the 13, 11 victory. Um, also, when they were 10-10, um, they, had, they had racked the balls, so they were ready to go. BJ was ready to break, and the 3 old pulled the fire alarm, and they just stopped. And some random guy walks up to the table and just starts playing pool on the table. He breaks up the balls, and just some random guy from the pool hall, and they, they asked him to keep – they just asked him to leave, and it was, it was a funny situation in that part. But <laughs> funny. <laughs> I, I I was laughing at that guy. That guy, that guy was funny. But um, yeah, BJ BJ still had the momentum, and he just he just carried through. Just... Yeah, I suppose. I I mean, I guess we can talk about um, we could talk about the world rankings. Although I guess I don't really know how. Uh, it's it's each year's New Year for the. Um, for the Moscone Cup, right? So I guess looking at this, how many over eight hundred are there? <clears throat> uh, there's you. I think the last time I saw there was like thirty six or thirty seven players. And who's the highest? Horst? Josh Filler. Last I saw, Josh Filler's like a eight forty one or eight forty two. I think. I think the second highest is Francisco Shane. Oh Shane, I thought oh, it was Francisco. Uh, Fedor actually. Oh, and then yeah, and then and then FSR. Yep. Yeah, I knew I knew Shane. Shane kind of little. In the well, he didn't drop. Everybody else just went up well, around him. I'm saying like, he went from one to four. Yeah. Well, yeah. As far as that goes, yeah. But his, his Fargo's basically stayed right where it was. I mean, he's actually gone up a few points, but uh, everyone else around him is flying up around. So. Yeah, I, I think it's I don't, I don't know. I mean, we could talk a little bit about um, the uh, the rankings, but as of right now, there really isn't all that much to talk about besides. What's your uh, next event, uh, Sam? Um, I'm going. To, I'm playing in the queued up tour, the final stop up in Appleton, Wisconsin, this this next this coming up weekend. Oh, uh, really? Maybe get my revenge on Nate there. I'm hoping. And How'd it go for you last year? I, queue it up. No, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, you played in this tournament last year. What happened? That's on seven. Well, I'm coming over and playing. You cannot because you never played in one of the tour stops. You have to play in at least one to qualify for the finals, I think. Wow. Nice rule. <laughs> Well, you could have supported Pool. You could have supported the Queue It Up Network Tour. But no, that's too much. You don't want to support what we're doing. 
Well, what Mike well, Taylor is doing in Wisconsin. He might be able to play. Because I don't know. Send him my, send because a last Mike year, last year, Timmy didn't play in one of the stops, and he was able to play in the final one. Oh, sure. Well, then go sign up, Rob. Tim who? Well, oh, my, he's one of my road dogs, Timmy Bly. Oh. He usually okay. he rides with me to a lot of tournaments. Well, there's the precedent right there. Well, then, all right, Rob, go sign up. So, Sam, what, what did happen last year? I took second place to the best 670 player in the world, Nate Mindham. Oh, no. He won his own final? I got lucky. He even even got his own jersey for winning it. To win your own final. I got lucky. Well, that's not going to happen this year. I got to play Sam in the finals. It was so much fun. Now I'm I'm scared of him. I'll never play him ever again. If you would have watched the tournament – in the finals, if, if anybody would have watched the tournament, they would have thought it was a 500 and under tournament. They would have thought, wow, these guys, these guys just started playing. This is, a, this is APA four and under tournament right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it was really bad. I, I, if you want to get better at pool, I would suggest not watching that match. I thought it was pretty good. I think I broke and ran one rack. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't good, Rob. But our first final was, or the for the finals of the A side, I thought was pretty good, Sam. It was a pretty good match, yeah. It was a really good match. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got. I don't want to talk anymore. So we're going to close this out today. We're going to talk next week about the, all the stuff going on now, which is, I guess, a bunch of stuff going on. Shane and Dennis are playing a match right now on uh, the Shark Stream. You guys can head over and watch that. Last I checked, I think Dennis was up 11 games, so I'm not sure if that's uh seems to be over or very close to over soon. Uh, and then there's the big Filipino event going on. There's going to be the, uh, the Spanish Open that's going on soon. And, yeah, we'll have lots to talk about next week. So let's close it out for now. Thanks for joining, guys. And uh, we'll see you next week, huh? Uh, Adios, folks. Yeah. See ya. Till next time.